Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good hot afternoon from the city of Abuja. And if you are in other parts of the world, especially the West, we say good cold morning from Abuja. You're welcome to another edition of Money Radio. You are on to the tourism segment of Money Radio. We're discussing an interesting topic today, and uh, the title is How Nigeria's Tourism Industry Can Attain Full Recovery Post-COVID-19. How Nigeria's Tourism Industry Can Attain Full Recovery Post-COVID-19. In the studio to discuss with me are Jerry Emerson. You're welcome. There is an in-house analyst, uh, Mr. Kayadi Faladi. You're welcome. He's also an in-house analyst. And we are going to have a guest, the CEO of Motley Tours and Travel. His name is Mark Moore. Mark Moore, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Good yeah, afternoon, this is everyone. your second or third time on the show. And uh, ah, well. <laughs> Yes, and I'm your host, Case Hammond. So, the tourism industry, the Nigerian tourism industry, uh, annually is worth, pre-COVID-19, was worth 1.2 trillion, according to report. And uh, that is an industry that employs 4 million persons, direct employment. Uh, we're talking about attachment, industries such as the hospitality, the uh, uh, hotels, the airlines, and uh, the rest of them. And you agree with me that that is one of the major industries that contribute majorly to the uh, country's GDP and uh, employment also. So when we have 4 million persons employed from one industry, it's an industry you can't afford to play with. So, Post-COVID-19, pre-COVID-19, that was the situation. COVID-19 came and a lot of things were disrupted. And uh, we are, is it right to say post-COVID-19 right now? Because we are still uh, suffering COVID-19. But somehow the economies of the world are beginning to resuscitate. Yes, uh, they, are, they are beginning to recover. So. Post-COVID-19, what should government do? Before we go to that question, where are we right now? What's the situation in Well, the pandemic is still coming. The situation generally, globally, has not returned to what it used to be. But that is not to say that the world is moving on, of course, So, I think right now we are in the business. Why the pandemic is still on, it is still, it is not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, so, especially in 2020. That's why the Delta variant, this, this variant, all the so called variants. They are moving on. The world, the most world economies are now, they are open, they are trying to get back to the 
then goes and come to here. Yeah. So I think the position in the particular spot we are now is that that was the Guys, you know, you know, you know, you know, like, you know, 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 you see developments, daily developments, I should say, on the state of affairs uh, in the tourism industry. Where are we right now in terms of recovery? Well, um, <clears throat> thank, thank you once again for, for having me. Now, direct to your questions, when you talk about where we are in terms of um, uh, recovery, I, I would say um, field-wise, you know, I, I think um, uh, a lot, a lot has really not improved. Maybe not, you, not directly to the COVID, um, except except we want to restrict this to the effects of the COVID. But there are other factors that have really come in and um, has really hindered on the growth and uh, progress of tourism of the, of the tourism industry in um, Nigeria. So, so I, I will tell you, I will tell you, pre pre COVID. COVID and at the moment we are uh, we are not so much in a good state, so to put, because of these other factors that has uh, come in uh, and is inhibiting movement of uh, people, you know, within uh, Nigeria, exploring places and seeing what options are available for them to have um, a very great uh, vacation within Nigeria. Yeah. So I, I, I will generally I would say. Um, we've, we've gone, there's a plunge, really, uh, from what it used to be uh, pre-COVID. Yeah. So, uh, Mr. Bo, we considering that same question, where are we now? You know, uh, within, people seem to be traveling unhindered within the country. But there are other factors attached to Nigeria's tourism industry that can affect revenue. We talked about hospitality industry, that is the hotels and uh, entertainment spots. And then we talked about airlines. Right now, there is restriction. Take for example, what one does in Nigeria, uh, or what the, the, the policy in the, the policies in the place like the UK, the US, will affect what uh, is done in Nigeria. So, take for example, the percentage of popula of the Nigerian population that has been vaccinated is still very. There are restrictions on travel for people who have not been vaccinated. That is the policy both in the UK, in fact, not just in the UK, in the EU, the USA, and some other Asian, especially in the Asian China. What do you think? Well, um, the, the restrictions are, are there. Are really, the restrictions are loosening up uh, because America America is open now to, to receive um, visitors, but then you must be fully vaccinated. 
other countries are also relaxing. I think the, the coming year, 2022, we'll witness uh, more countries will be relaxed and they'll be able to take in vaccinated um, uh, tourists into their into their domain. Now, now talk about talking about the acceptance of the vaccination amongst Nigerians. You see, the thing is, a lot of Nigerians are still not, you know, in tune with this thing because a lot of them still don't believe it. You know, but but take it or not, take it or not, it's difficult for the government to say you cannot move from point A to point B until you are vaccinated. Recently, we heard in the news where our uh, uh, state house of ministry government was saying, look, okay, if you're not, you must be vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you must, you, you then you must produce. Uh, test results every 72 hours before you are allowed into the government building. So for me, I, I think that is an indirect way to say you must go get vaccinated. But you see, the thing is, we 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 look, we're in a system where we seem to shy away uh, from a storm in a teacup, and up, and somehow I think the government is also dancing in this tune. If it's a must, if it poses hazard, as it has been shown clearly that being unvaccinated, you pose great danger to other people, you know, and, and other, otherwise, then I think it should be stated. That's talking health-wise. So we need to have do more with orientation, national orientation. You cannot really force people because there's, um, there's an individual belief, an individual acceptance tied to this. So what the government needs to spend money on is the national orientation. The people need to know why this is, you know, best for them. The people need to know that beyond the stories they hear about COVID not being real and all of that, it is in their own interest that they need to take this vaccine so that whatever it is, casualties or, or infections or people who, who fall down daily due to this COVID thing, will be greatly reduced and we can move on to every other thing. But the moment, every day we keep talking about this same thing, uh, COVID here, yeah, vaccination here yeah, and there, people are not even dealing with it. And the government is just moving on as if, look, let's let's get more vaccines. You are getting vaccines, you are stockpiling these vaccines in, where, in warehouses or wherever you're putting them. But you're doing next to nothing, orienting the people why they need to take this vaccination. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a dicey thing and now, uh, countries, countries like the U.S. and other other Western world have said, "Okay, fine. Uh, you cannot come into our country if you are not vaccinated." So, if you think, if you feel you have you have a business to do in America, for example, and other places, then it becomes a must. Now, that person has to vaccine, take the vaccine, not because <clears throat> maybe he or she really believes or he or she really needed to do it, but because it's a condition to be able to travel into America and other countries as the case may be. So that is why I say uh, the government needs to spend money where necessary, orienting the people to let them know why. And if that happens, then you will see that the vaccinations that are being brought in and being stored or whatever would be on the ground. And the people themselves will spread the news down to the grassroots why their siblings, their younger ones, their friends and relatives need to take this, va this vaccination. Now that is on the uh, on the health angle. Now let, let's come to how it affects the tourism thing. You see, we, we basic, basically, we, we are domestic tour operators and, and we'll tell you business-wise to say that, in fact, the less people, the less people that can travel out of Nigeria for leisure and other, other, other related activities, the better for the development 
of domestic tourism in Nigeria. People need to explore and see what we we have here and all of that. So, but then uh, when this is when this is done, uh, it will have done given a boost to the domestic tourism industry. But of course, with the other restrictions, the security challenges, the road infrastructure network, and all of that, that those are the key things that made me say earlier that um, we are still very very behind when he talks about uh, uh, I mean growth development you know post COVID era and all of that in Nigeria. Thank you very much, Mr. Mom. Um, I'd like to ask, uh, you know, as we move towards uh, full recovery of the industry, uh, what should the stakeholders and of course the tour operators bring on board to support the recovery process? All right, uh, great. Um, basically, you see, the recovery process is not tilted to just the tour operators. You, you mentioned something. I, I was just trying to put my answers in perspective. I, I recall you talked about the airlines, the hotels, and all of that. And I think this question, I, I will, I'll be able to address that here. You, you see, it's a synergy. Tourism is a synergy of different components. And the airlines play a very vital role. The transport companies play vital roles. The hotels play vital roles because these are the places people would stay when they visit and for them to move around where if when the road or if the road has become unpassable due to security concerns now the airline come into play but then the thing is this you see somehow uh, we 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 do we have not really tried uh, enough to build synergy in business businesses in Nigeria now the airline doesn't want to know for example if this is a season for people or create an avenue for people to explore, move from their base to other places and see things. I give, I give, I give you an example. December is a high peak season. And I know that the aim of every business is to make profits and you know, make money. But then you see the thing is, if, if you have uh, the right synergy and the right uh, uh, things in place, the airline should know that, okay, look, they have to work hand in hand with the tour operators. The hotel management managers need to know that they need to work hand in hand with the tour operators, with the travel agencies, because these are the drivers of traffic, moving people from one place to another. So we, at the moment, we really don't have, have that. I'll give an example again. December, uh, Cross River State basically is still at the moment, you know, a high point of travel for, 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 for people in December. And I can tell you that, you know, uh, with, with specifics to Obudu, over a month ago, or since over a month ago, going to two now, all flights, you can verify, don't take my word for it. All flights into Enugu, Enugu is the closest airport to Budu today as we speak. All flights leading to Enugu over a month ago, going to two, are sold out. Now, that could be because, that, that is because, you know, not enough carriers on that route, you know, plus the fact that prices are unnecessarily, even before being sold out, prices are unnecessarily been hiked. So how does this help the tour operator? If you're packaging a trip or a tour to Cross River State, for example, or to Obudu, for example, and over a month ago, you know, no more flight to get people to Enugu, the, the closest airport. What happens? Now the road, the roads are not enticing. The roads are not anything close to what people really want to voluntarily get into to, to go from point A to point B because of the challenges we have. Now what, what, what happens? People are forced. 
people are, are mandated or it becomes, you know, vacationing becomes uninteresting because it beca- it, they, they, they now see stress, more of stress in it. So they are bound to just fall back in their comfort zone. Nobody is moving. You know, the peak seasons that are supposed to be busy with, with beehive of activities, nothing is happening because people cannot move due to unnecessary high cost, you know, or unavailability of means to travel. Now come to the hotels. The hotels don't want to know, for example, and this is a bad practice. I'm calling I'm calling this out for people to see. I give, I give an example with Cross River State, for example. You want to book hotels. You know, you're having something. We, believe, we know that this December, hotels are booked in Cross River State, Calabar, and all of that. But you go to hotels, look, I'm, I'm, I want to make bookings for X number of rooms and all of that. They tell you, sorry, they cannot give you a price now until December. And when it comes to that December, prices of hotel accommodation doubles. Now, when that happens, I'm, as a tour operator or as travel as yeah, tour operators, are you supposed to wait till December before you put out a package when you know what the hotels are going to charge? How do you sell? How do you promote your packages when you are not sure of anything? So, so the synergy that is highly needed in this industry, I am sorry to speak, is still very, very much unavailable and that awareness needs to be in place the relevant agencies the relevant association need to dig into this and see how this works not talk about transportation ground transportation for example of course people okay people don't have the counts like but they need to go by road now the transporters now i, I can't remember the last i know fuel price is still between 161 and 165 naira per liter you know, but it comes to December, and a, a, a place you normally will go with a coastal bus, for example, and you are paying as much as three hundred thousand or three hundred and fifty thousand. But because it is December, you are being asked to pay as much as eight hundred and fifty thousand naira. So tell me, where do we go from here? So if if your interest as a service as a service vendor is solely for you and not in the interest of the larger industry, there is a problem. That is problems. When we come back, we want to take a breather now. We want to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to task you to give us some ways forward uh, in solving the myriads of problems we have in the recovery of uh, the tourism industry after COVID-19. So uh, please stay with us. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, viewers, and welcome back to you, uh, Mr. Jerry Yeah, I'm still your host, and uh, we are having a guest on the show today, Mark Moore, CEO of Motley Tours and Travel. So, uh, Mr. Moore, thank you for staying with us. You were listing a number of problems faced by operators. Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you now. All right. So, you are listing a number of problems faced by you operators and how to get this tourism industry back on track pre-COVID-19, as it were. So, oh, sorry, uh, no, pre-COVID-19. Pre-COVID-19 was uh, at least to a level uh, pre-COVID-19. And then post-COVID-19, how do we get it back? Uh, you are listing a number of problems. So, what's the way forward? Yeah, all right. Sorry. Uh, can, can you hear me? Yeah, we're hearing you. 
Okay, great. Sorry, I had to switch um, devices. Okay, now you see, the thing is, the way out of all of this is we need to come, we need to get serious with tourism in this country. And getting serious with tourism in this country, we need to get the stakeholders to the table. We know that business is in the center of everything we're doing, we're talking about. But which our acts, our actions should be geared and tailored towards the greater interest of tourism in Nigeria, beyond individual or sectorial interest. So when we have this talk, recently, recently I got involved in the Africa Free Trade, uh, uh, Continental Trade, uh, Trade Agreement, uh, Africa Continental Free Trade Agreement. And part of the issues were policies, you know, surrounding the activities of uh, tourism in Nigeria. And you discover that countries come together to make offerings for tourism in their countries. Nigeria is nowhere at the table. You get to see things that, this, this, this may be some, um, you, you know, technical details, but you, you, when, when it comes to Nigeria, you see none, 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 no restrictions, no restrictions, no restrictions, nothing. But the, the Africa Continental Free Trade um, uh, Agreement, hopefully, will be able to get, give a policy drive, you know, some kind of um, projection that Nigeria is getting ready and getting serious for tourism. And this, this, uh, this, uh, this agreement uh, discussions, of course, involves the airlines, the transporters, the hoteliers, and all of that, the associations responsible for all of these um, tourism uh, agencies. So we need to get serious with this conversation and not just treat it with kid gloves. When we come to the table, the airlines need to know that, look, the tour operators are very vital. Take it or leave it. The tour operators are very vital in tourism promotion in Nigeria. And you cannot wish them away. So this synergy has to work. The airline needs to know that, okay, look, this is a tour operator. We know of your relevance. We know what you can do. Okay, the, uh, for example, an average price from Abuja to Lagos, XYZ. You travel with the numbers. Okay, we can give you group fares. Fares are fares that are given to people who are traveling in groups, especially if, you know, arranged by tour operators. This is one. For the hotels, there is something called the standard tour operator rate. I bet you 0.001%, if, if that, I can say that, of hotels in Nigeria are even aware that there's anything like that. Would you want to blame them? Maybe not. Maybe you want to blame the association, tourism association, who are not championing the cost of this tour operation development in Nigeria, but others pursuing most, other things. So, so we, we, the, exactly. So this, yes, this conversations, this conversation need to be brought to the front burner for 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 for, for media houses, people who who try who do their best to try to want to support tourism. It's good enough, but we need to draw more beyond the talks. What are the actions? What are the things that needed to be done? Beyond the, the political talks and all of that, it doesn't take us anywhere. Things we need, the top, top operators need the support of... We're sorry, we lost... When you have things running... Okay. Am I, am I, am I still... Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry about the call. I was yeah, trying so to... You were saying so, so, the top operators need the support of, and then the line went off. Yeah, yeah. The, the top operators need the support of all participating agencies. 
business parastatals, private individuals, like media houses and all of that. We know that, look, if, you, for example, you guys know that uh, in February there is a festival somewhere, in uh, August there is an Oshoshobo festival, we need to drum these things out. Because when you arouse people's interest, when that awareness goes to the public, for example, people come to people come to your podcast, people come to your, to your they take your papers, they watch your TV, TV, and in August, they know that something is happening in August. You know, that you project it and all of that. Then the top operators, of course, oh, this there's a buzz. <clears throat> There's a whole lot of buzz around this. Okay, let's, let's, we can have a few packages around this. And they sell. So the people are aware, you know, and they can easily tap into this thing from various store operators. But a situation where the top store operator is struggling, does not even have a, 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 a fraction of the marketing budget to promote a destination where you get, you get no thank you from anybody anyways. After all, you're doing your business. By the end of the day, you are promoting a destination that does not even know if you are there or if you exist. So the, the tourism associations need to sit up on their game. Get these things out. Let the people know that you cannot, we want to promote tourism in Nigeria. And you cannot just have arbitrary raise of your, 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 your fees or your, or, your, or, your, or your whatever it is because it's a peak, peak, peak period and people have to travel. We understand. There's no doubt saying you make money. But when it comes to tour operation, please, we need, to be, we need to be steady. Consistency is very, very great in this thing. I will not sell a product for five naira in November. And because it is December, because I know there are a lot of people who will come and I now want to sell for 15 naira. Selling for 15 reduces the number of person, persons that might patronize me. But if I raise it a little percent above the 5 naira that I sell, I'll get more numbers and make much more than the 15 naira per, per, per person I think I want to sell. So that is it. And the government, of course, also has uh, a, 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 a huge stake in all of this. You know, let us let us leave politicking. Let everything doesn't have to be politics. Let us let us let us promote professionalism. Let us promote technicality. So let, let 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 people who are in their field know that okay, yes, there's value for what they offer. Nothing they're not afraid that tomorrow something is going to change or jump out. So that is it. So the airlines, the hotel, the hotel um, managers, the tour operators, the travel agents, and all and all of that. Do you even know that there's even some kind of difference between a travel agent and a tour operator? That is another angle, another internal thing that needs to that needed to be taken care of. Every some some persons you see travel and travel and tours, you know travels and logistics and all of that. You see, you see one one person carrying the cap of you know other different things. But meanwhile, different people are supposed to do a tour operator, operator packages the tour. Now, when you want to sell to people, you know, to the general public, there are thousands of top uh, travel agencies. Now, you make that 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 that, that brings us to distribution channels. You know, we cannot thrive if we don't improve on our distribution channels. And these channels, including inbound tour operators, travel agencies, uh, retail, retail travel sellers, and all of that. But then you have a situation where everybody wants to be the tour operator, everybody wants to be the travel agent, everybody wants to be the tour guide, everybody wants to be all sorts, and all of that. And then the people who are supposed to synergize with us may not, may not take us serious. So that, that is why we need to really get a lot of things defined. It is because it is necessary and um, unavoidable that we come to the table and synergize in the greater interest of tourism in Nigeria.
Thank you very much, Mr. Moore. And uh, I particularly enjoyed the points you've made. I enjoyed the points you've made because this time there was no pointing of fingers at the government. You, 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 it's like you are blaming the association or the stakeholders. It's everybody, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, uh, we appreciate you so much for that. And we appreciate your... Your, 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 your wealth of knowledge uh, on this issue. Uh, I'm sure our, uh, our viewers enjoy listening to you. So we hope that you can, uh, you'll be able to uh, honor our invitation some other day. And uh, hope that you will come and join us here in the studio. That's the much we can take today. Uh, thank you, Mr. Moore. Um, thanks. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks to you, our producers. And uh, it's been a nice time having you follow us today. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.